How often do you wake up excited about what you get to do for a living and where you are in life? Our goal around here is to make every day a great day like that. There are plenty of lessons in today's show for all levels of success. Today, we discuss how to go from where you are now to where you should be with your online selling business. Get ready for a big shove in the right direction with this episode. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Here's your host, Mr. Jim Cockrell. Those of us who attended public school growing up, especially if you lived in an area that had winters like we did where I grew up, well, you'll know what a snow day is. You see, a snow day is one of those magical, wonderful days where the stars align and the universe smiles on you and you start to wake up in the morning and your mom or your dad says, hey, guess what? No school today. It snowed too much last night. Oh, how many of you remember that feeling? It was like Christmas. Well, maybe not quite that good, but pretty stinking close. You go to bed the night before thinking tomorrow you got to get up and go to school and you wake up and the best possible news is delivered. Hey, it's a snow day. Do whatever you want today. Total freedom. Go here, go there, do this, do that, stay in bed for a while, have some late breakfast, play in the snow. Well, you know what? The closest thing I've discovered as an adult to that feeling is the feeling I have literally every day for the past 15 plus years running my own internet-based business. It never gets old. So for those of you who are looking for that next step, that next step to freedom, you want to break away from having to report for duty, helping someone else build their dream. And there's nothing wrong with that now. We've talked about that. It's great to have a good job and some people love their jobs. I would encourage you to do this though. If you have a job, treat it like you're an entrepreneur. And what that means is you show up to work trying to build the best business for your customer that you possibly can. And of course, your customer is the person who writes their name on your paycheck. And you just have one customer. But me and a lot of other people who listen to this podcast, I think, are saying to themselves, hey, you know what? I want to have my own business. I want to have a bunch of customers writing me little paychecks that all add up to a really big number. It's just like a snow day every day around here. But hey, that's not the topic today. Today, we're going to talk about something else altogether that I think you're really going to enjoy. This kind of brings together several episodes that we've talked about because we're well past 30 episodes now of this podcast. You guys have said you're enjoying it. I know I'm having a lot of fun. The feedback has just been incredible. And I want to tie some loose ends together today. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the life cycle of being an online entrepreneur, specifically when it comes to selling physical products. Because remember, at this point, we've helped literally thousands of people go from knowing nothing about selling physical products online to having, in many cases, eight-figure businesses, seven-figure businesses, six-figure businesses, or people just making a few hundred extra dollars a week and being really happy for it. We love serving all of you, we've got corporate clients, we've got small business clients, big business clients. We've helped a lot of people figure this out, but there is a strategy today I want to talk to you specifically, and this is going to help clarify some thoughts for a lot of newbies and for those of you who have maybe been doing it a while and you're not sure if you're doing it right, if you're where you should be, we're going to talk about that. And of course, it's the life cycle of being an online seller. Now, here's what I mean by a life cycle. 
Basically, as you start off and you're new to selling online, there's some very typical things we're going to tell you to do that are fairly easy. We want you to get some momentum. One of the visual images I give for this stage of your business growth is, you know, I'm a runner. I have my smoothie every day when I run. I get back home. And one of the things I learned about getting a blender when I first got one was you got to put things in the right order so you can get some momentum and get the whole thing going. So for those of you who are new to blenders, if you grab a bunch of frozen fruit and drop it in first, and then you put on top of that, maybe some of your vegetables. And then on top of that, you put your yogurt. And then on top of that, you put your, let's say your protein powder. Okay. And then you hit the go button. It's just going to sit there and spin really loud and chop up some of the frozen fruit and nothing's going to move right? Instead, you got to do things in the right order to get the momentum going. So to do it right, you put your liquids in and then you put the yogurt in, the powder in, and then you start putting some of that harder chunks on top of that and that the frozen fruit and the vegetation may be on top. That's how you do it right. And you hit that button and boom, it blends it right up, right? So putting things in the right order so that you get some momentum right off the bat. Here's what we tell newbies who want to sell physical product online. We use the phrase, inch deep, mile wide, inch deep, mile wide. Now, what that means is we want you selling two, three, four, maybe five of one widget and five or six of another widget and a handful of another one and and just a few of another product. So you've got maybe 20 or 30 or 50 different kinds of products in your Amazon and eBay store, maybe more than that. There's plenty of people in our community now. That's all they do. They sell a handful of various items. We have people doing a few hundred thousand dollars, in some cases, significantly more than that. And that's their entire strategy is inch deep, mile wide. They just sell whatever they can find that's profitable. And that's where we want you to start. We want you to start off with things like retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. Hey, there's actually a video I'll stick in the the notes for this episode. If you go to silentgym.com, you look at the show notes for this episode. It's a YouTube video I did a while back, but it's 30 free or inexpensive places where you can go to find products to sell online. I think I've probably mentioned it before in a previous podcast, but it's a good video. It's just a good brainstorming, good place to start. There's other podcast episodes too. If you scroll back through ones earlier than this, I talk about how to start with virtually no money or no or $0 in growing internet business. There's several ideas. So that's what we like to start people out here. Just go find something profitable. Just get that blender spinning in a productive way so that something starts happening. Once you have that initial momentum, then we move on to step two, which feels more like specialization. And there's a little more study and a little more work and a whole lot more security in that model. And on the topic of security, you know what? I'm just so encouraged. One of the podcast episodes we have coming up real soon is going to be all about getting insurance for your online selling business. So if you're suspended on eBay or Amazon temporarily or permanently, doesn't matter, within just a day or two of you being suspended, your income kicks in and your income is matched so that, yeah, it stinks to be suspended, but you haven't lost your income. It continues to roll in. You can now buy an insurance policy for that. I've never seen that. In the almost 20 years I've been selling online, nothing like that has existed. So Lloyd's of London has actually created a policy with a good friend of mine, Ashlyn, who will have on the show, answer all your questions, talk about it. But there's a link in the show notes too. As you're listening to this, it's live. You can go and sign up and apply, and they're going to start writing policies. Just crazy. So we talk about the security. You know, we love providing a secure business for you. So 
you know, that security that you're used to having a job for many of us, well, at least I got a paycheck every two weeks, Jim. Well, we're duplicating that security, but you can blow up your business and have so many more income streams. I would argue that the people who have true job security for the future are those of us who are building multiple income streams online. See, a corporate career, you've got one customer. That one customer is your boss. And if that one customer stops buying what you're selling, guess what? You're out of business. It's called being fired. I'd much rather have multiple income streams. But let's stick to the script. I don't want to drift too far. There's only two different segments to our lesson today about the life cycle of an online seller. Part one is this inch deep, mile wide stuff that we've talked about. Part two is specializing. And I'll talk about which strategies go in each of those two pockets as we move forward. Okay. And in the first pocket and step one, this is what newbies, this is inch deep, mile wide stuff. Now guys, some of the stuff that we typically see there are things like retail arbitrage, you know, going to the clearance aisle of your local store and seeing if anything there can be flipped for three or four times what they're selling it for onto Amazon or eBay or doing the same thing online, online arbitrage, we call that. And we've got some great courses on all of these topics. I'll stick it in the show notes, a link to our online arbitrage course. It's fantastic. And by the way, all of these courses are in our proven Amazon course, provenamazoncourse.com. Everything we know and teach about how to sell and succeed on Amazon, we stick it all in one course. So as you hear me talking about these different resources and courses and ideas for selling on Amazon, just keep in mind, we stick it all in one course. So you can buy that one time. And everything we ever create in the future, you'll get it for free. We have people who bought that course eight years ago, and they've never given us another dime. And they've continued to get thousands of dollars of value from the proven Amazon course. So if you haven't grabbed that yet, you'd be very wise to do it. But these are all the the newbie stuff, the, the fairly easy stuff, the stuff I could sit down with you for a couple hours and, and you'd be pretty dangerous. And that's what I'm doing in this podcast right now. And in other episodes as well, we've covered some of these things. Okay. So we've got retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, hitting yard sales. And Brett and I did a great episode just a few before this. Oh, just incredible. The highest margin products you will ever sell online are stuff you're going to find at yard sales. And you can hire an entire team to go out there and hit the yard sales for you. Those are the kind of things we talked about in that episode. I actually paused the episode and looked up the number for you. That was episode number 28, where we talked about yard sales and how to automate the process. If you hate getting up early and going to yard sales, that's cool. You could still be sourcing highly profitable yard sale items and flipping them for great profits on Amazon. So listen to episode 28. This is all newbie stuff. This is all stuff that's fairly straightforward. None of this is rocket science. Buying seasonal items. You know, it's the day after a major holiday, Easter or Valentine's Day or Christmas, you know, and that week following any major holiday, have you ever noticed everything gets marked down 75% off, 80% off, 90% off? Please come in and just take it for free. We need it out of our store. Well, if you can do that and hold it for about 10 months and then put it for sale online, Massive predictable profits every single time. That's not tricky, is it? You can do that. People who sell books, that was episode number five of this podcast. Remember Brian? He's got a completely automated system for selling books. That is not a complicated business model. If you listen to that episode, episode number five, where I interviewed Brian, and you can grab the Proven Book Sourcing course, which is part of the Proven Amazon course. Remember, you know we're not trying to nickel and dime you with courses here. We throw everything we know into one course. Keep that in mind. So that uh, proven book selling course, number five, it's a records, we'll have him on a podcast at some point, but we got a guy who, Jeff Clark, who just knows records, man. He's He hits 
yard sales and estate sales. And he just goes out and grabs records. And some of these flips he's doing, you know, buying albums, you know, the old albums and the big old sleeves, flipping those for incredible margins. It's just not complicated stuff. So that, but that's all this inch deep, mile wide, getting out there hustling or maybe building a team, which we talk about in the proven Amazon course a ton. We talk about the proven team building course, which goes through how to build a team. And we've talked about that in past episodes as well. In fact, episode number 29 was the episode about how to build a team. Brett and I talked about that at length, and we've got in-depth content on that topic. So these are all things that are fairly straightforward, though. These are things that, especially if you find yourself saying, ah, oh, I just need a few hundred extra dollars a week to, to pay some bills, Jim. I'm just trying to get ends to meet. I want the checkbook to balance first time in a long time. You know, these are the places where you can start. So in the life cycle of being an online seller, those are the kind of things we're going to teach you. And yes, you can build an incredible six and maybe even if you do it right, a seven figure business doing just the stuff I've talked about so far. But those are all fairly easy things to get into, which means you're going to find significant competition at times. If you're only selling a handful of items, let's say you go for this strategy. I see this all the time. You go an inch deep and only a few inches wide. Instead of a mile wide, you're an inch deep and a few inches wide. You're so easy to compete with. One person discovers your little secret strategy, your little secret niche, your product. One competitor shows up and, oh, your whole business is in jeopardy. That's just not a good place to be. We don't want you to stay there. Now, it's entirely up to you how long you stay in the inch deep, mile wide strategy arena. We're not going to push or force you. No one's going to come along and say, hey, time to move along now. But we will encourage you just by the sheer volume of strategies and ideas and encouragement and the other success stories that we see out there. By the way, I love seeing success stories. You know, oftentimes people will say, don't compare yourself to others. It's very possible to be exposed to people who are doing far more in life than you are and be inspired by it instead of discouraged by it. If you see other people's success and that discourages you and you therefore you try to shield yourself from the success other people are having, that's a character flaw that needs addressed inside of you. It doesn't mean you need to shield yourself from successful people. That's ridiculous. I mean, come on, seriously, you think shielding yourself from success that others is having is a way to make yourself a better person? Try to justify that logically. No, you want to be exposed. You want to be around. As Jim Rohn says, you know, you will become the average of the five people you hang out with the most. So online, I want to hang out with people who are doing really cool stuff. And yes, talking about it. And yes, showing the numbers. Look what we were able to do. Look how awesome our business is going. And you can sit back and soak in those lessons and be encouraged by it. So just by the sheer volume of success stories in our community and the positive energy, we will pull you out of these inch deep, mile wide strategies that you started with. And you may be there three months or six months or a year. Maybe you'll stay right there. We have people in our community for years. That's all they've done. And they're very happy with it. And I'm not saying you have to move on, but I'm saying there's another level of fresh air that you can move into with the more advanced, specialized strategies. And you know I love specialization. And here's the irony, and I've addressed this in earlier episodes, but I won't go too deep into it right now. Once you begin specializing, that's when multiple income streams become a possibility. I'll repeat that. Once you begin specializing, that's when multiple income streams become possible. 
I have never had more income streams than I do right now. And you know why that's possible? Because I am very focused on what I do with my time. I'm becoming a world's foremost expert at creating and maintaining the momentum of one of the most successful communities of internet entrepreneurs the world has ever seen. And what does that do for me? It attracts people of excellence, people with incredible ideas. They're literally falling into our community daily now. It's like a magnet that just draws in excellence. What am I doing? I'll remind you again, I'm specializing. My role has never been more narrow. I'm an inch wide and a mile deep in my role. And that's what your role will be too when you specialize. And you get really, really good at something. And you become an expert that no one else can even come close to your expertise in this area, this arena. And that'll begin to take shape. As I start to talk through some of these other business concepts, you'll start to see where specialization is required and where that will do something for you. But in my own life, what I'm doing is I'm maintaining the energy level and the momentum and the growth as a leader in the community of the most successful online entrepreneurs that the world has ever seen. I'm chief momentum officer. And the better I get at that, the more incredible ideas are attracted into our community. So what do we do with those ideas when they're attracted in? People come to me. They have an incredible idea. They don't have an audience. It's a perfect relationship. They create an incredible course. My team goes through it, tweaks it, make sure it's a good fit, make sure it doesn't overlap with anything we're already doing or teaching. We roll it out to you guys, the listeners, and you just think it's awesome. What did I have to do? The only part of that I have to do is what I'm good at, what I'm doing right now. Talking to you, being an advocate for our message, sharing great ideas with an eager audience, making sure we maintain our level of excellence, connecting with the right leaders, which is a whole nother story. I spend a lot of time now actively pursuing relationships with incredible leaders that can benefit you. You see that the more people I know with great ideas who have established track records of excellence, well, that benefits you. You understand how that works, right? Because I've become... By the mere fact that you're listening to this podcast right now, that means you're trusting me. You've said, Jim, I trust you as a filter of ideas. Now, I still want you to filter them yourself once you hear it from me, but you know I'm out there actively seeking the best of the best ideas, doing some work for you that frees you up. So over the hour you invest in my podcast, you get back 10 hours of your life that you didn't have to spend researching and checking someone out and checking their reputation. You know, when I say this guy's good, this course is good, this product is good, your research can stop and you know to go ahead and jump. You don't need to spend 15 hours on the internet trying to figure out if it's a good idea for you or not. If it's the right idea. We talk about that, right? Remember good ideas and right ideas? So I'm only bringing you really awesome ideas and all you have to do is that simple click in your head, is this a right idea for me or not? And if it is, boom, off you go, because you know the information behind it is valid. Okay, so what are some of these level two specializations that leads to multiple income streams? And and now we've talked about multiple income streams in episode number four, episode number seven, episode number eight. I'm giving you some homework here. If you're new to our community, maybe you haven't even read the Silent Sales Machine book yet. You need to go back and do that. If you don't understand why multiple income streams are important, you want to hear a little bit more about that, read a little bit more about that, go to silentsalesmachine.com, grab the book, check out hundreds of five-star reviews on Amazon. Reviews are still pouring in. It's the ninth update. I'm working on the 10th right now. If you buy number nine, you'll get number 10 for free, okay? But if you don't understand multiple income streams, you need to. 
because that's the goal. That's where you get more job security than you used to have in a corporate career. For those of us who used to do that, that's where every day feels like a snow day. You get up out of bed, you know, you've got four or five or eight or 12 or 20 income streams rolling on the internet. And yes, you have to work to maintain them a little bit. But the nice thing is if one goes down, the other streams keep on rolling and you are specialized. Yes, you're specialized in your approach to what you do. You get up and do the stuff that only you can do every day. Isn't that cool? It's very achievable in the age we live in. That's the goal that I have for you is to break out of that step one and break into this step two of specialization and multiple income streams. So what kind of skills are needed? Well, we've talked, there's four episodes where we've addressed the PPI strategy, proven performance inventory. Okay. I've talked with Brett in all these episodes, number two, number 16, number 31, and number 32. And I'll stick all this in the show notes for you make it as easy as possible for those of you who are on a run right now, where you're out driving around, don't dig for that pin. That's okay. We put the show notes at silentgym.com. You can go to this episode. I recorded it all for you there with all the links to all the important stuff, including the old episodes that I'm referencing right now. Okay. So I need you to go back and check out those PPI episodes, proven performance inventory, We go in depth and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it right now, but that is just a basic foundational skill that's going to help you out in a huge way as you dive into one of these more advanced strategies that I'll talk about as we begin to wrap up this episode. But some, and I'll just go through the list. Here's some of the more advanced strategies that you can get into. Trade shows, sourcing at trade shows, wholesale, right? Or partnerships, where you go in and you build partnerships with businesses and you know, you want to build partnerships with the right businesses. You don't just want to go out and find somebody who's willing to give it a shot. You know, you need to know, is this worth my time or not? That's what the PPI course does for you. It helps you by spending just a few dollars, just spending 10 or $20. You can know, is this product something that's worth pursuing or not? Or are the keywords involved in trying to sell this product, something that's going to work on Amazon? Are people shopping for this item? Because remember, I don't teach you how to go out there and create demand where demand doesn't exist. If you want to do that, go to business school, pay them $120,000, get your MBA in marketing, and then good luck, cross your fingers. I hope it works out for you, but the statistics are 80% of those businesses fail in the first five years. We don't do business that way around here. What we do around here is we say, hey, audience, what do you guys want that you can't find? And they tell us, and then we go find that product and we sell it to them. That's just me. I I would far prefer that strategy instead of getting married to a product and hoping maybe it works out and you can be creative and put enough lipstick on the pig that people will buy it. I don't do that. So PPI teaches you how to ask the audience what they want. Amazon tells you exactly what they want. Then you go find a product, which is very, very easy to do. And we've talked about that enough in previous episodes. That's PPI. Okay. So we've got partnerships. We've got private label products, meaning you create your own product and it's not complicated. Private label is another one of these areas, just like with wholesale. It's been made out to be so complicated, but it's just not. It's very straightforward. Private label can be just a matter of putting your label on a bag of products that have already been out there. Lots of people out there making products, putting them in clear plastic bags saying, hey, who wants to slap their label on it and sell it? You do. Private label. Bam. You're in business. It just doesn't have to be complicated. So those are some of the more advanced things, and I'm not going to cover all of them in this podcast, obviously, but as you begin to specialize 
And as you begin to get into multiple channels, what I mean by that is you're selling on, not just on Amazon, but you're selling on eBay and maybe even on Walmart and some of these other platforms. You got your own website. You're growing your mailing list. You begin to find that you'll specialize. You'll find an area that just, you know, one of your products is going to really, really take off. I know in Brett's lineup of products, let's just say this. If you'd have laid them all out, you know, we've got Brett and my team and his team, and let's say our, our top 15 best people in the room, okay? And we're all sitting there, and we look at every product that between us that we've sold in the last, let's say, two years. Let's say we had a time machine, and we went back two years ago and said, okay, here's all the products that you're going to sell at least one unit of in the next two years. And you laid them all out, all of our retail, all of our yard sale, all of our private label, all of our everything. And we said, now here's your job. I want you guys each to guess and figure out which one of these is going to be the one that becomes the multi-million, just incredible blow up. Like, let's find the top five. See if you can identify any of the top five. We wouldn't have been able to do it. We've tested a lot of inch deep, mile wide concepts. We're always testing, always testing and testing and testing new ideas. Cost you 10, 20, maybe $50. We test an idea. Well, that one didn't work. Over time, you get better at testing. It used to be one out of every 30 or so ideas we tried. Now it's like one out of every maybe five or six ideas that we try. And that one out of five or six blows up. We don't know how big it's going to blow up. We'll push it till we figure out where the cap is. We'll see what the world wants and we'll push it and push it and market it and get creative with it. And maybe it needs a website. Okay, well, this is really hot. Let's get a mailing list. And now what we're going to do is I see us being in the near future, a world's foremost authority. When people bring us a product and say, hey, could you please help us market it? We'll say, well, you know what? Let us do a little research. Let us do a little keyword homework. Check it out. We get back to them and we can say, hey, you know, there's a 90% degree of certainty that we can sell a lot of this product based on the research we've done. Write us a really big check and we'll do it. We'll, we're in a position to be a world's foremost authority and really specialize and build a team that specializes in that. Will my job change? No. Will Brett's change? No. We'll put the right people in place. That's why building a team and specializing, the more you specialize, the more money you'll make. Because as you become excellent at any one of these concepts that we've talked about today, even if it's some of the inch deep mile wide stuff we talked about, if you become excellent at it and really just build an incredible system, people are going to notice. Then you share that information with others. You don't have to give away so much of your secret that you destroy the niche. Although oftentimes that has led me to really, really good places. Maybe I'll end this podcast with a reminder of how my career started I was selling tickets. My online selling career started with selling event tickets. I learned the laws, learned the rules. There were several hundred of us doing this on eBay who knew the laws and the rules and how the world worked of buying event tickets. And we'd get nice tickets. You know, we knew how to get on Ticketmaster on a Saturday morning and look for all the upcoming concerts. And it's kind of like playing the stock market a little bit, but you know, we'd grab the good seats. Sometimes we'd lose money. Sometimes we'd make a lot of money, but I wrote a little book, basically gave away all the secrets, created a whole bunch of competitors for myself. And the other people in my industry didn't necessarily like that, but people were catching on anyway. I figured I'm might as well be the guy to write a book. Well, you know what my next book was? It was a book about how I sold so many information products because people were dying to know, hey, you just sold a ton of eBooks. How'd you do that? How'd you use eBay to sell a bunch of eBooks? That was the first version of Silent Sales Machine, which has now gone on to be, as far as I know, the best-selling book of all time about using the internet creatively 
to grow legitimate income streams. Several hundred thousand people, probably approaching a million people, have read through, picked up one of the versions of that book. Isn't that crazy? And it all started because I was willing to share what I knew. And in my case, I gave away enough detail that, yes, I was creating competitors for myself. But that made me a leader in that space. So you see how specializing and then sharing your secrets and educating the world on what you know, how that can just completely change your approach to business. Instead of being kind of good at a 100 things, you need to be really, really good at one thing and use people who are really, really good to do all the other things. And in case you're wondering, yes, that's a biblical concept. It's the concept of specialization. That's how powerful cultures are built. And maybe your goal today isn't to build a powerful culture. I'm just saying, where there is specialization, there is wealth. That's how the world really works. It's a timeless truth of business. So the sooner you can go from using some of those more basic concepts into specializing in one of the more advanced selling concepts. And keep in mind, this whole conversation today has just been in the S model of what we teach around here. We teach C, we teach E, and we teach S. This whole podcast today was about the S, selling physical products. But you may find yourself being a specialist as a consultant who teaches others how to sell physical product online. We've got folks in our community now, they started off inch deep, mile wide, selling stuff on eBay and Amazon. They found a little interesting niche market, maybe on eBay or Amazon, and they found businesses that sell that product. And they discovered, hey, we can go to a handful of these and really help them sell that product. And they become an expert on that product and marketing it. And that's what they do now is they're consultants to products sold in that niche. And they have several clients and customers. So you see how that specialization can lead to multiple income streams, multiple clients. Or maybe they got into the the E model in CES. The E is expand. So maybe they're teaching businesses how to how to grow a mailing list or they're growing their own mailing list. They become an expert. They write a book on that topic. They get so good at whatever that inch wide, mile deep thing is. They get so good. They start a podcast. They write a book. They start a blog or a Facebook community. And now they've got this expanding audience, which is the greatest asset you will ever have an audience of people who can't wait to hear from you, right? So those of us who are in the E-model, we understand that. And I've got all three segments running. And just in case you're thinking it's complicated, one of the people I'll have as a guest on our show at some point is my son, Trey. We just realized yesterday, having a conversation, that he is now actively involved in all three business models, making money, putting money in the bank every week, if not every day, from all three business models, the C, the E, and the S. It's so cool that we have a family business here. My 17-year-old is doing it. I've got my oldest son doing it as well, his older brother. The two younger ones have helped at the office. Avon just turned 10 as I'm recording this, I'm sure, in no time soon. She'll be in there as well, helping out, doing things with a family business to the degree that she wants to. I'm not pushing this on anybody. They just see what I do. I make it look fun because it is fun. I mean, it's hard to pretend you're not having fun when every day is a snow day right? I mean, I really do feel that way. The reason I opened up with that story today about the snow day was because that's the closest thing I can think of to what it feels like to be in charge of your own multiple income stream online business. If I've got my family and my cell phone with an internet connection, you can have literally every other asset in my house. You can flatten it, take it all. I'll be fine financially. And you know what? I'll be fine relationally. I've got all those people that I love and who love me, 
and I can carry this business off with me, truth be told, you can take the business too and I'll be fine. I've got an incredible family. But I'm just saying, financially, we'll be fine. I've got an internet connection in my cell phone. I don't even have to take my cell phone. You can have it as long as I can get on the internet once I get to where I'm going. (laughs) I got my passwords. I'm in. There we go. Business keeps on cranking. What a beautiful time to be alive and to be an entrepreneur. I hope you feel the same way. I hope you find this kind of stuff encouraging, but this today has been the life cycle of an online seller selling physical goods. And it's not so much the life cycle, it is kind of just two stages. Stage one, inch deep, mile wide, lots of very easy, low-hanging fruit, things you can pursue. Maybe you just stay there and you're content. That's cool. You'll be wrestling competitors all the time, but hey, you know, stay low, keep your nose to the grindstone, crank out a great living. It's awesome, but it's not the kind of thing you can walk away from and you don't really feel like you're specializing if you stay in that arena. If you want to feel like you're specializing and start getting into multiple income streams, start to feel like you're building an asset instead of working hard, trading hours for dollars, well, that's when you get into the second part, become a specialist. You look at private label, wholesale opportunities, partnering up in creative ways, and it's all has under it, all this stage two stuff has the foundation of PPI, proven performance inventory, where you know the keywords ahead of time. You don't go in cold and spend a bunch of money and hope it works out. No, you spend 10 or 50 bucks at the most. You do a little keyword testing and you find those gold mines, those golden gaps that we've talked about so much in past episodes. So, hey, I hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. I had fun putting this together. I saw a little need there, and I thought maybe uh, many of you would appreciate this approach to the life cycle and the discussion that goes along with it. And if I missed anything, have anything to add, as always, you can go to silentgym.com. You can ask questions there. Or, hey, jump in our Facebook group, better yet, and just reference the podcast episode number when you do. Jump in our Facebook group. It's in the show notes. You can jump over and join us. We just passed recently 34,000 members in there, very active, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, online entrepreneurs from all over the world talking about this stuff and doing this stuff. And let me just encourage you, you may think that you're in a circumstance that excludes you from being one of our success stories. But I'll tell you this right now, your location, your education, your skin color, your background, your economic situation, how proud your parents were of you, your failures, none of that matters. If you're ready to jump in and do the work, the internet's sitting there ready for you. (laughs) Nobody cares about any of the stuff I just listed. When it comes to selling physical products online, nobody goes on Amazon and goes, oh wait, I'm not sure if I want to buy this or not because I need to know the ethnicity of the person who's selling it. Nobody cares. It's a beautiful time to be an internet entrepreneur. Get in the game. Lots of fun being had in our Facebook group. You can ask any questions you have there. If you have a question about this podcast or any other episode, just reference it, jump in there, ask a question. Or if you'd rather ask me privately, there's a form at silentgym.com that you can use and you can send me ideas or feedback or hate mail, whatever you want to do. All right. It's right there. We love to get mail any kind. Now, if you send us hate mail, we might have a few good laughs. So, you know, just so you know what we do with hate mail, but Hey, if you've got a tip or an idea or strategy for improvement, We're all ears. I love improving things around here. And many of the improvements we've made have been thanks to your feedback. So thank you if that's you. We love those of you out there who are meticulous and you catch the little details and the little facts that don't quite line up. Hey, why did you say this instead of that at this point? Hey, it's an open book around here. Full transparency. We want your feedback. Okay. If you haven't left us 
a review on iTunes yet, man, we'd appreciate it. Or if you're listening to this show on any other platform, leave us a review. Get out there. Let others know what you think about it. We really appreciate that. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. That really helps us to rank well. And I'm going to have another episode for you very, very soon because I love doing this. Yes, they call me Silent Jim, but now that I got this new shiny microphone, they can't get me to shut up. So hopefully you're enjoying this as much as I am. My name's Jim Cockrum. I'm the host of Silent Sales Machine Radio. This has been a blast. Can't wait to talk to you again real soon. <laughs>